Welcome everyone to our seventh episode of our Lunch and Learn with Lions. My name is Amanda Locke and I am the incoming 2021-2022 club president for the Ryerson Campus Lions Club. I've been a Lion now for I think four years and um, I'm really excited to be hosting and relaunching our Lunch and Learn series. Uh, Ryerson Campus Lions Club is one of the thousand of Lion clubs across the world. In fact, Lions Club International is home to 1.4 million members who are dedicated to serving their communities and the world. So Lions are rolling up their sleeve and working to help five of the world's most critical causes, diabetes, hunger, vision, childhood cancer, and in the environment. Our motto is simple, which is we serve, and we've been serving since 1917. Today, I'll be facilitating our Lunch and Learn discussion. We started this initiative to highlight some of our amazing club members' work and their stories across the A711 district in Ontario, Canada. In today's session, we have special guest, past district governor, Wayne Hoey from Weston Lions Club. Uh, Lion Wayne, do you want to introduce yourself? Thank you. I, as you heard, I'm Wayne Hoey. I am a member of the Weston Lions Club. I've been a member of that club since I was 30 years old and I joined in 1985. Uh, so I'm celebrating 35 years as a lion this year. Congrats. And when I, after 10 years being a member, when I was 40 years old, I was actually got to be the district governor of our great organization. And the wonderful thing about that is I got to meet the best people that you'd never ever meet um, on, on the street, but it, in the local Lions Club, they do so much good work. And it was, that was a true pleasure. Uh, that was a highlight of my life, I think. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we also have a couple of our RCLC members on the call if you wanna say hi. Um, maybe we'll start with Amanda. Hi, so my name is Amanda, like Amanda already said. <laughs> um, so I'm the incoming campus and district coordinator and this will be my first year on this club. And I'm also going into my second year of biomedical engineering. And I'm really excited to be part of this club this year. Awesome. Thanks, Amanda. And I'll also pass it on to AJ. Hi, guys. Uh, my name's AJ. Uh, I'm the incoming co-VP for this year at the Ryerson Campus Lions Club. And um, it's I've officially become a Lion last month. And uh, it's been one year since I became a Lion. So I'm super excited to just elevate this club to a newer level in glad to be here. Awesome. And Norhan, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hey, so uh, my name is Norhan and I'm going into my second year of biomedical science and I'm going to be the new uh, events director. And this is also my second year as a lion. So I just finished my first year. So I'm excited. Yeah. Awesome. We have some amazing people on the call tonight. Um, it's going to be a great discussion. One of the first questions that I always ask our A711 Lions is, how did you first hear about Lions Club International? Well, I, was, um, I had a friend of mine that was a member of uh, the Lions, and he invited me to come to one of the meetings, which I did, and I really enjoyed it. It was funny because I had another friend of mine that was trying to get me into the Shriners, at, or actually to the Masons at the time, and I went to a few of their meetings too, and it was okay, but I found the Lions having a lot more fun and a lot more open. And so I decided to, to join. And um, yeah, I, I, it's one of the best things I've ever done. It's amazing. Um, what, was the, what was your first meeting like as a Lions Club member? Uh, our club, when I first joined, had 60 members. So there were a lot of people, mostly in suits. I was all men. And they, but they did have fun. They seemed to be very relaxed and 
I remember they welcomed, everyone welcomed me there. And um, they went before I left, they made sure that I had a good time and that I would commit to coming back to another meeting, which I said I would. And I just kept on coming from there. <laughs> and then I kept on coming from there. Yes. That's In awesome. fact, they made me um, treasurer six months into my term uh, as a new lion. <laughs> So being part of a club that has over 60 people, how, how, do you, how does that club like function? How do, how do they organize the meetings and things like that? Actually, they end up being very organized because as you know, as every good organized meeting has a, um, an agenda and they stuck to their agenda and went right through it. Uh, there are a lot of committee reports. So the, one of the f- first projects that I heard about was a walk a dogathon to raise money for Lions Foundation of Canada. And I really got hooked on that. And I, right away I went to the person after the meeting and said I'd like to join you on your planning for that uh, event and and I did so I, I got right involved as soon as, as soon as I could. Well, that's awesome. Um, I know let's circle back on you had said that you're the passage governor um, for ASIN 11. Yes. What was that whole journey like? Was, was there a moment where you knew that you wanted to be governor or was that something mm-hmm. like what well was that after like? okay sorry after I was president of my Lions Club I was asked to be a zone chair. So I did um, that job for a year and I really enjoyed the six clubs that I, I was looking after. Uh, we, we had a lot of um, events back then. Um, so I went to all the clubs, different events and it was a lot of fun. Um, so then the next year they asked me to be region chair. So now I'm over 12 clubs that I'm working with. And I, that got me more meeting more people and, and more projects and, Again, I really enjoyed it. So then I put my name in to run for vice governor. I lost the first year by 10 votes, but that's okay. I mean, these things happen. So the following year, I put my name in again and was successful. Uh, Back then, um, it was, you only had the one vice governor. Um, So then I was governor, of course, the the following year. And then I got to visit 52 clubs because there's 52 clubs in the the district. All 52 clubs, again, had their own uh, um, events or uh, charity fundraisers and so I attended all those and I was out 300 nights that year <laughs> it was a busy busy year but I again I, I, I was only 40 and I have to say I really enjoyed it yeah that's amazing um, what is it like to visit a club that you might not know or you're not familiar with the entire club I love visiting a new club because one of two I call it a win-win situation one of two things will happen Either you go to the club and they're just so poorly run and organized, you appreciate your own club that much more. Or you go to a great club that has a lot of activities and a lot of good ideas, and you pick up some ideas you can bring back to your club. So as I say, it's a win-win situation. And and no matter what the meeting, I I always seem to learn something from it. That's awesome. Um, What do you think, I know you've been a Lion for so many years, what do you think has been your favorite memory as a Lion? I have, I got a couple couple actually. Um, The year I was governor, uh, I've been trying, sorry, previous to that, I've been trying to get the Lions into the CNE because of exposure. But back then, even in 1996, it would cost $4,000 $4,000 to get a 10 by 10 space at the CNE. So of course I could never convince the district to kind of pay that money. But what happened is my grade 10 gym teacher, Mark Pearl, happened to be running the uh, Pee Wee baseball tournament, which has been running for many years since 1956 actually at the CNE. And they were losing their 
CNE was kind of losing money at the time. So they said, you've got to get a sponsor for that project or it's not going to be around anymore. So Marv, because he knew me through um, being a, a student, he approached me and asked Lions if we would sponsor the CNE Pee Wee baseball tournament. I thought it was a good project. I mean, most Lions clubs do that in small towns anyway. So I thought, why not? I said, Marv, how much money do you need? He said, $20,000 is what the cost of the tournament. But he asked me this in July with the tournament being in August. I said, well, I doubt if I can get you that, but I'll see what I can do. So I asked um, a couple of clubs and I raised $1,300 that I was able to give. Well, doesn't the bugger change the name of the tournament that year to this Lions CNE PB baseball tournament, knowing full well, we could not just give $1,300 the following year. So then we gave, we were able to get clubs to give more money and we got $5,000 for the second year. When I was down seeing some of the games, the parents were complaining how expensive the food was at the CNE. And it also took them so long to get from the ballpark to the food building and back again. So I decided, because we have a snack bar in our arena, my Western Lions arena, I thought, what the way you should have a snack bar that we could run down there with all the proceeds going back to the tournament again. So that's what we did. We set up our snack bar, the best good quality food you'd ever eat. The prices were reasonable and we still made a profit that went back to the tournament. So, and that's been going on since 19, was well, started in 1997, the snack bar since 1999 and right up to now, it's still going strong. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite memories as well. One of my first, I guess, like district kind of projects I got to work on. One of the summers I had asked one of my friends to help out with the Wee snack bar. And I've, I've never heard of the history until now. And it totally makes sense. It's a very long walk into the CME building from Carnation Park. So yes. it, it's definitely good business. And it's so fun volunteering for the day, um, getting to see little kids play baseball. Um, it, it's a very joyous occasion. And now we, and the nice thing too, is we have a multi-club project, which we have over 30 clubs that are sending people down to work one day here and there. So it's officially a district project to get a lot of people involved and and it's for a good cause. Mm -hmm. But my favorite story, if I could interject, is I was only a lion about three years. And there's a school on Bayview Avenue called the Hollywood Public School. And they had 12 blind children that went to the school. And how they did their homework is the teacher would take the written language, write it down. They would put it in a special computer. It would transform it into Braille. The kids could take the Braille home and do their homework, come back to the school the next day, and the computer would transfer the Braille into written language so the teacher knew what they, what they did. And this worked fine, but back then the North York Board of Education decided that it was too expensive having this expensive computer for just 12 children. So they suggested that the parents get their own computers at home to do this. Well, for eight of the 12 parents, that was not a problem, but four of the parents were single mothers, just barely making it meet, and and they just couldn't afford this this computer because even with the assistance devices program, it was still gonna cost them $1,000. So they wrote to my club, and this was at the end of the year, and my club gave $1,000 right away, so we got one thing care of. But how do I figure, I couldn't approach any more clubs because they all stopped meeting. So what we did for the summer, starting in June, is we started collecting cash register tapes from Food City and Dominion. And we got $1 for every $325 in tapes. So we did that, mm-hmm. believe it or not, by August, we had enough money to buy another computer. So by that time, there was a, a newspaper called Toronto Computes, and they did a story on this. And two people who didn't even know from the public, 
they donated two brand new Apple computers for the project, but that's no good. We needed IBM computers for this. So we had a dance uh, within a couple of weeks where we auctioned off the two Apple computers. Guess what? We have another thousand dollars for the third computer. And then the dance itself and the dinner brought in the other thousand dollars. So all four children were taken care of. And I thought that was the end of the story. But then um, CFTO TV called me and said, would you, would I like to be interviewed with one of the children and about this great project? And I knew Jason from um, when this, we started this. And Jason was an eight-year-old boy. He's been blind since birth. And he agreed to do this interview. So we're in his house and he's taking us a tour of the house, showing us the different textured wallpaper in every room. So just touching it, he knows where it is. He showed us his talking watch and his talking clock. And I hear, and it, it was a very, very um, inspiring to see how this young lad was, would be able to function with the limited uh, resources he had. So then the interviewer, just before turning on the camera, he says, Jason, I've got to ask you a question. If you could have anything in the world that, it, in, that you could have, I suppose you'd want to have your sight, right? And Jason thought about it for about 10 seconds. He says, oh no. He says, if I had my sight, I couldn't get this neat computer from the Lions Club and I couldn't get a guide dog when I'm older. And I think that's what Service Club is all about. When you get that warm feeling in your heart that you're helping somebody, then you're a real lion. And that is probably my most favorite story about our organization. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. It's like a full circle, but also that it is recognized with the recipient, but also within the community that we're doing yes. this good. And, and it's, it's amazing. And hopefully people can continue to give back as well. Yes. But thank you so much, Harold, for joining us. Um, do you want to do a quick introduction about yourself, oh, which club oh, you're you. from um, and when did, what year you joined Lions Club? Oh. Okay, so uh, my name is uh, Lion Harold Hobson, and uh, I'm with the uh, Huttonville Lions Club. And uh, I've been—I uh, am a charter member of the Huttonville Lions Club uh, since uh, 1982. Uh, so that's when I was—I joined, and uh, and so I've been been a lion for. A, Many a year, uh, along with uh, Lion Wayne, there we we known each other for quite a while, and uh, and uh, it's a, it's it's a great service organization. Uh, I, I was just approached by a uh, a neighbor of mine. He said that uh, they're going to start up a, a a Lions Club, and I never knew what a Lions Club was. Yeah, and it's it's uh, never heard of the Lions. Because before that, I used to be uh, a JC with the uh, Brenton JCs. Uh, so you can be a JC. It's a, they belong to the Better Business Bureau, and they have their, usually have their meetings there. And, uh, and once you hit the age of forty, you have to say goodbye. <laughs> so uh, so that's what happens when you're if you become a JC. It's 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 for young people, <laughs> but. Uh, I thought I thought I was still young when I was forty, so I don't know, right? Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Hi, Linda. <laughs> um, so we have a couple more members on our call, but again, 
the point of this um, lunch and learn is just to have a casual conversation, learn more about Lions Club and highlight the stories of A711 Lions members. Um, we just asked Lion Wayne what his favorite memory of being a Lion is. And I'm going to ask that question to you, Harold. Well, my uh, favorite memory. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I guess when I, my first, uh, um, my first committee project uh, in the community was a bikeathon uh, in our community. And uh, where, where our community is, it's on the uh, outskirts of uh, Brampton. So uh, along Ambleton Road is the, where the Huttonville Public School is, and that's where we have our meetings. So anyways, we got the uh, sent flyers out and that to the, uh, the kids in the, uh, in the school. In regards, we're going to have a bike-a-thon on a Saturday and uh, bring your bikes and uh, we're going to uh, uh, go along the Hamilton Road all the way over to uh, Trafalgar to uh, Pine, Pine View Public School. We also invited the, the kids at Pine, Pine View Public School. And so you, don't, you really don't think of uh, the dangers of... Uh, of the uh, kids crossing roads and that. And oh my goodness. Uh, so all of a sudden it became a big liability that, uh, you know, these kids are crossing roads and that was, you know, we better, we better get some more help, uh, you know, the police department and that. And uh, so anyways, uh, so that's what we did. And uh, it turned out to be a, a great event uh, uh, that year. And, uh, I don't think I'd ever do it again because now there's so much traffic on the roads, right? But uh, it was, so the, uh, we had a contest. So there was a, uh, a contest for a, a bicycle. Okay. And, uh, and so who, uh, who uh, raised the most funds and that uh, would uh, uh, win the bicycle. So. So that was a great, a great project that that I that I was involved with, uh, and uh, and being on a committee, which is so important, because uh, you learn a lot of things being on a committee, right? And uh, yeah. you, you you learn about organization, and uh, you learn about your other uh, committee members as well, right? And it, it, it's so it's so rewarding, really, uh, and then. Then all the all the thanks you get from from people uh, in the in your community and, and you know thanking you for for what you've done and uh, it really when they say thank you it really touches your heart right so that's so important. Can you tell us more about what a committee is for those who aren't lions or who are interested in becoming lions club members but don't know what a committee is? Oh, okay. Uh, a, a committee, uh, we have a, a chair uh, on a committee. Uh, one of the other committees that I was involved with uh, in our district, when, when I got into our district uh, involvement, it was on the effective speaking uh, committee where we would uh, arrange uh, for an annual uh, effective speaking contest. And uh, so we'd have our chair and we'd have about uh, half a dozen committee members uh, involved and they all had specific tasks to do 
in the on the committee, and um, and you know once well be like once a month we would get together uh, before the contest. So you have to go over a, a long period of time to arrange this because there's a, a, a lot involved in uh, on these uh, pr programs, uh, especially effective speaking, uh, because you have to invite all the winners of the of the contests uh, from all the Lions Club districts uh, in, in Ontario, right? So, so, mm -hmm. and so you. You need someone to do record the minutes, so you need a secretary, right? And then also you you have a, a treasurer uh, on your committee as well. So it's just like a just like a mini club again, right? Mm -hmm. So as in your club, you have your tre secretary, treasurer, right? Mm -hmm. So and, so it like uh, combines all the A711 clubs in a sense. For so those who are interested in this particular topic, so like effective speaking or like the environment or childhood cancer, they would have their own committee, right? Yes, they would. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, I know you had talked about when you had joined this committee, you learned a lot about yourself. I'm opening this up to our RCLC Lions and Wayne as well. Um, you know, what has Lionism taught you? Or taught you about yourself, yes. actually? Okay. I've got two things. One, um, and this is something people don't realize they get for free by joining our organization. By you being present, guess what? You're going to have to get up front of your club and make a speech. When at different meetings. Believe it or not, what you're getting is effective speaking skills. And I used to be very shy, actually, when I joined Lions at 30 years old, um, speaking in front of one or two people, I'd get tongue tied. But the more times you're up there speaking and you realize they're not throwing food at you or whatever, but, you know, like they're listening <laughs> to you, it just gets you out of your shell. And I still get nervous. I mean, I've spoken out in front of groups as high as 600 people. I have to still get nervous, but at least I know I can get through it because. About the experience you're getting through Lions. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing you're getting experience in, and this is free of charge, costs a lot of money elsewhere, is leadership skills. So you're learning how to be a president, how to be his own chair, a region chair, vice governor, governor. And all these, even as a committee chair, you're getting that experience that you can tell on a job resume that you've been in charge of these, these um, um, projects. And it, it, help, it helps you as a person, obviously, to, to um, come out of your shell and, and be able to get things done. Mm -hmm. I can definitely uh, vouch and say that I've had the exact same experience as Lion Wayne as well. Um, being club president, the first year was definitely a learning curve, right? You're, you're dealing with how do you run a club, you know? How do you set the agenda, figure out where you want to take these, these passionate volunteers and how do you really activate their volunteerism and really engage with them during the meetings and even during service activities. Um, but beyond that, you know, like how do you just work with people, right? Like people have different personalities. How do you lead them and how do you get them expired um, day after day to continue serving? And, and I think it also helps having to, I guess, um, work closely with other clubs as well and having the support of other clubs, you know, as, uh, different zone chairs, club presidents, being able to talk to them and say like, here's my issues that I've faced. Have you faced something like this? And being able to, to get that support um, has been really important in, in growing my leadership skills. But um, what about you, Harold? Uh, yes, uh, well, Lions Club's uh, 
uh, International has helped me in so many different ways in, in my life. Uh, first, uh, be, becoming a, a lion invited me the opportunity to uh, meet so many different people right in, in my community uh, where I live. And uh, so uh, also that provided me uh, to uh, help others who are less fortunate uh, than myself and, and yourselves, right? So, uh, so fundraising projects uh, and service uh, projects, uh, committees showed me how to, again, be part of a team and uh, also to uh, take on the challenges uh, uh, in stepping up to the plate and uh, you try to hit hit the ball and score one for the team, right? So that's what that's what it's all about. Okay. Uh, and then also uh, meeting uh, Lions uh, from all across our, our district uh, was a, a, something like you, you come out of your own club and uh, you know all your members in your club, but you go into the district, there's uh, hundreds of, of people that that uh, you, you'd be amazed at what they do uh, in Lions. And you, you you sort of step back and say, oh my goodness, uh, I thought I was doing a lot, <laughs> but they're doing so such amazing job as uh, uh, volunteering for others and uh, and helping others. And uh, I was, you, you'll be amazed, right? And, uh, and that's what I like about uh, uh, Lions where uh, you can go anywhere in the world and uh, and you can uh, ask to uh, join a, a meeting at one of the uh, clubs in, in a city right so uh, you all you all have that uh, uh, access to other lions and uh, so that's why also I, I, I find it uh, uh, the leadership skills uh, you know it helped me in my career uh, I, I I was sort of like Wayne, I was uh, shy and, uh, but it really helped me in my career and uh, taking the leadership roles in my, in, in my job. And uh, it just, it's amazing that over a number of years, yeah, you're a different person. That's amazing. And, and there's a community, an international community of similar people who are just as interested and passionate in volunteering um, and doing amazing things that you just want to keep on going. You really want to keep on elevating your club as well and, and keep on providing for your community. What I've realized is um, how more involved and more how attentive I've become towards my community, whether it be downtown or in Scarborough. Like you realize that like, oh, you know, this would be a great location to put um, eyeglasses donation box here. Or this is yeah. like, you know, maybe I'll like speak to my neighbors about um, collecting pill bottles. Like small things like that, you see like you can really... you you live in an area and you want to be more integrated in the community, you really want to meet other community members and, and really make this place a better place, I guess. Um, that's right. Yeah. So that's wonderful. And I, I kind of want to switch gears and I want to ask, you know, if you describe your experience in Lions Club in one word, how would you describe your experience as a lion? And maybe I'll start off with Lion Wayne. Yeah, think of so many. Fun. I gotta say, I've had a lot of fun in this in the last 35 years. That's, uh, that that's probably the one thing I've gotten out of it that I can brag about. Um, definitely can agree. Like with it being fun, like you think you know volunteering is work, but no, you're you're surrounded by fun people with so many great ideas. And when you're volunteering on the spot, like it 
it's so enjoyable. Um, what about you, Harold Hobson? One word. Uh, fellowship. It's all, it's all about fellowship. And when you have fellowship, again, you have fun, right? Uh, and I've had so much fun over the years. So uh, I just, I just, I'm just amazed at uh, all the fun I have <laughs> in Lions. Um, and I guess my one last question for tonight is, you know, why should people, especially young people, join Lions Club besides the fun? Or maybe it's all about the fun. And as I say, it goes back to, to the skills you'll learn and by joining an organization such as ours, such as leadership and speaking. Um, so these are good things to have when you're doing a resume, going to a job. You, an employer will look at your volunteer time and think, wow, if you're willing to do all this work for nothing, imagine if we paid you type of thing. So I think that is, is huge. And the other thing is, we're an international organization. So you, as a young person, will meet people from all, many countries all over the world that are lions at, right here in our district. So you will appreciate the different cultures, uh, the different um, situations that people are dealing with. And, and it gives you a broader outlook that um, you can use in your own life to, to not only accept what's going on in different places, but do something about it because you'll know, be more experienced in learning from these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and, and that and that that question about uh, young people in uh, joining, uh, you need. Well, well, what we need is a new brand, a new way of branding uh, alliance because uh, there's uh, so many people in this world that doesn't know what lions are about and what and what they do and uh, I mean we've been trying to get the word out for the last uh, hundred uh, years and uh, it, it's it's still difficult that uh, to get get uh, young people especially to uh, to join uh, lions clubs and uh, but we really need young people because of their enthusiasm uh, you know uh, I really noticed that in, in li- uh, younger lions, and especially with the Ryerson Lions Club, uh, they they have uh, that enthusiasm in their in their voice, right? You can hear it that that they're so passionate to for what they are uh, doing, and uh, it's 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 such a joy to you know to hear young people, and especially we need their ideas, we need new ideas on on fresh ideas on projects and programs and you know we, we you know we, there's some clubs where you, you get a line that says or a young line will say okay let's let's try this and then an old line will say no we've already tried that before it never worked and and that's the kind of uh, barrier that you get right and so we have to break that barrier and uh, get allow young people to have a voice uh, in, in lionism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what our club is trying to do. So if you are interested, reach out to us, RC Lions Club at gmail.com okay. or RC Lions Club on Instagram. Um, opening the floor now to anyone who has any other questions. AJ, Norhan, Lana, Linda. I have a question. Sorry, Norhan. You, you want to go ahead? No, no, it's AJ? okay. Go. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, so basically, were there any like big challenges that you face along the way as a lion? And if how like, did you deal with them? Okay. Fundraising. Many times I've been told, no, I hate that answer, but I get that a lot of time because you're asking people for money. But out of 100 no's, you get one or two yeses. Boy, those yeses feel good. And those yeses make you more confident and, and to ask more people because the more people you ask, then you'll get a few more yeses. Yes, you'll get a lot more no's, but those yeses really come through. And I guess the challenge is being in your, especially being shy, as I said, when it first started, but asking people out of my comfort zone to give to a, a worthwhile cause. And um, when you see these, um, um, a successful project where you were able to raise a lot of money for something, it really makes you feel good. And if you think, okay, I, I got over that stumbling block pretty good. I agree, yeah, because we did a lot of like fundraising events. And yeah, like it, it was hard to kind of like reach out to like, my family, friends and stuff. It was a little bit like, I was shy at, at first, but now like I'm getting more comfortable with it because like it's worth it. Yeah. Thank you for your answer. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, do you have a question? Yeah, I have a question. So hi again, Lion Wayne and Lion Harold. It is, it's been incredibly fun to hear about your experiences throughout your years of being a lion. So this may be a loaded or slightly odd question to ask, but do you think uh, Lions Club, whether it be locally, nationally, or interna and internationally, uh, how do you think they've set the precedent for community service and humanitarian work? And I, I guess in so many words, how are, how are Lions leaders in service? Okay, so uh, I guess I can answer that question. Uh, since I, this past year, I've been the uh, global leadership, uh, global service uh, team coordinator for our district. And uh, service uh, is uh, a big part of, of Lions, uh, but without, without membership uh, and uh, without leadership, uh, you, you don't have service, right? So you need those that combination, right? And uh, service, uh, Lions Club International, uh, it's it's amazing what they do uh, around the world. Uh, I remember uh, back in the 1990s when uh, uh, Site First came came on the on the table for Lions Club International. That was their that was their uh, theme, their goal uh, to eradicate. Uh, blindness uh, around the world. Uh, like I, I knew about uh, a river blindness or, or a coma, right? I, I never, I never heard of those. And uh, and then I and then I, I found out about uh, uh, guide dogs uh, through the uh, uh, dog uh, dog guides. Uh, well, it first started as leader dogs down in uh, Rochester, New York. And uh, so I had an opportunity to go down there and visit there. Uh, but through Lions Club International Foundation, it, it, they have been raising uh, funds uh, for uh, the disaster relief around the world, okay? So, uh, so don't, Lions uh, members donate uh, 
uh, funds to Lions Club International Foundation, and 100% of the, that money goes towards uh, service work around the world uh, for disaster relief, uh, for, like I was talking about, site first. Uh, clubs can uh, ask for a grant to uh, provide uh, a vision care clinic in, in their town or, or country, wherever they are. Uh, and uh, we've, we've done it here uh, many years ago uh, in regards to, uh, uh, I think it was the Humber River uh, uh, Hospital, uh, Wayne. Uh, yes. And we, we had a, a vision clinic there. We had the name on the, on the clinic for the, one of our Lions Clubs there, right? And they donated, uh, I think it was $150,000, okay? And then Lions Club International Foundation would match that. So they'd ask for a grant for, uh, for $150,000. And, and uh, they would put in one hundred and fifty dollars from Lions Club International. So now they've got $300,000 uh, for a project. So. Yes. And to add to that line, Harold's uh, response about Site First, we were actually recognized by the World Health Organization as being the number one organization in the world doing something about eradicating preventable blindness. And in fact, at the time of this project, we were actually um, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And had we won that, every Lions, every Lions member in the world would have got to wear that lapel pin, but we lost out. Oh, but Jimmy Carter oh. <laughs> is actually the one that nominated us for that. And we, because of that, we have now partnered with Bill Gates to um, give us a little bit of medicine in Africa to uh, combat measles, for instance. And, and measles are killing people down there, but they take this little medicine and it's curing it. So uh, we have done groundbreaking work that is actually recognized worldwide, not just in our district, but worldwide. And uh, you can be proud yeah. to be aligned because you're part of that um, uh, system. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's definitely a legacy um, for Lions to to really step up to the plate and and be able to really be on the ground, but also like internationally serve others. So like they definitely leave a legacy in terms of what their leadership has done. Um, it's just like finding it on the internet what we've done because we have done just so much, and each club brings its unique. Um, things that sometimes go, go, goes unnoticed, but it's important to report it in my LCI. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, any other questions? Uh, Lion Wayne or Lion Harold, do you have any questions for us as our CLC members? Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> well, one thing I would encourage you, you might have already done it because you're so... Um, you're so good at, at getting people organized. But have you asked your members to actually gone to Lions International website and see the work that we've done and what's available for that? I think when people, and we failed to do that in our own clubs, I'm suggesting to you, I should go back to my own club and tell my members to do that. Because we get caught up in our own local Lions club and we don't sometimes forget that we're part of a bigger picture. And we really need to know that other things are going on out there that we should be aware of. Um, I learned a few years ago um, when there was a disaster. I always thought the Red Cross was the first people down at a disaster, but it's not. It's usually a local Lions Club, and they 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 see what's going on and they can approach Lions International 
and get immediate $10,000 US grant to get them started. And then once they can assess what other money they need, then they can ask, ask for more. And this is why it's important that all Lions give to the Lions International Foundation to do this. Now, we, don't, we know students should have a lot of money, but I'm, I'm talking a big picture here. Could you think about it? Um, yeah, it, it's, what, it's what we need to do. So you can also visit lionsclubs.org. So that's the official website for more information for those who don't know. Um, but it's amazing though. It's like a pool of money. And when you are in a disaster and you need that kind of relief, Lions Clubs are, are there because their, their local Lion Club is in their city or in their town. They see the need and they really are able to assess it and provide care on site, you know, even before those other agencies and organizations, you know, travel to reach that um, the disaster zone. Um, so it's, it's wonderful. And there is so many resources to get inspired in terms of service activities. So again, like the website, uh, different clubs, again, have their own unique service activities that you can see. The, again, there's over 81 clubs in our district. So our district is from Hamilton, I believe, or even... Stony Creek. Stony Creek. Yes, the Scarborough Pickering border. Yeah. From the lake up to Aaron, if I'm not mistaken, Harold, or even for a little further up. No, no, you're right. Aaron, Aaron Nobleton, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's a it's a yeah. wider range that we cover um, and sometimes it always surprises me like you'll walk down the street and maybe it's a park that you've always passed by but maybe sponsored by a Lions Club or, um, or it's like the little things that you kind of look that you have to look a little bit closely but like, you know Lions Club is very present around our neighborhoods around our cities so um, yeah the I think that that's my plug for today but any other questions <laughs> or any other comments before we wrap things up well, I, I just want to say about uh, uh, your line members there. Uh, my daughter, uh, Corrine, she she went to uh, Ryerson University back. She graduated in 2001, and she did the uh, uh, radio, television, and arts uh, program. Uh, but today, uh, she's in marketing. So, you know, your, your path may take one one road and then the next uh, two year two you're going to go onto another path but uh, but but just remember that uh, when you take that path there's always a lions club in your communities so mm -hmm. and if they're not start one <laughs> this is good. And, I just want, and i want to finish with my favorite and one of the main reasons why i joined lions was because of the lions foundation of canada which is still operating and one of the main reasons why I love that cause is because I love dogs. And these, back then, it was a, just a site um, for people who were blind. And these blind people were getting a dog free of charge uh, from anywhere in Canada. So, and the, the, they didn't even have to pay for the flight to school. That was all covered. And the dog, and back then, it was $12,000 the dogs were worth. Well, now the dogs are worth $20,000. So given still given to people who are blind. But now the people who are deaf can get a dog. Uh, people who are wheelchairs, uh, 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 people who have diabetes, they have diabetic dogs. And my most favorite new cause is um, kids with autism. And because kids with autism are runners. And what they do with a dog is they wear their, 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 the, the leash around their, their chest or, or stomach. And then when they go take off, the dog just sits down. And <laughs> they got a hundred pound dog <laughs> doing that. So those kids don't go anywhere. But these, but these dogs, um, and I've actually met people with dogs 
and it has brought the mother a shell. It, it's, it's given them self-confidence. Um, um, it just is it's a wonderful cause. And the people receiving them, as I say, don't pay for anything. It, it, it's all covered by donations from the public and, of course, Lions Clubs. So that I just want to leave you with that's my all-time favorite cause. It's the Lions Foundation of Canada in Oakville. Yep, check it out, guys. Um, LCIF, uh, Dog Guides of Canada. Um, and yeah, so thank you so much, Lion Wayne, Lion Harold, our CLC members for joining us today in You're our welcome. seventh episode. Um, yeah, and I think I think that wraps it up. So thank you, everyone, and stay tuned for our next episode. Have a nice